Hello, and welcome to Jonathan's Verdicts. I'm Jonathan Simeone. The title of this episode is Democrats Should Pack the Court. The verdict for this episode is I have changed my mind on court packing. As always, I don't have a script and I don't edit these podcast episodes. They are just a chance for me to talk about whatever is on my mind. I'm recording this episode on the morning of October 13th, 2020, which is the second day of Amy Coney Barrett's confirmation hearing. Since I don't edit these episodes, you may hear the wind and the rain outside and things blowing against the house. I'm saying that now so you know what the background noise is if you hear it. In this episode, I am going to start off by giving a history of the Supreme Court, a very brief history, uh, revolving around the number of justices. I will then describe the constitutional amendment that I would propose to remedy the court packing problem and the problems we've been having since Garland was not offered a confirmation hearing. With that, let's get into a brief history. The Constitution does not specify a number of justices. Article 3 of the Constitution creates the judicial branch and it outlines life tenure for the judges and some of the cases the Supreme Court will hear. Uh, But it doesn't actually create the lower court system. Uh, It doesn't fill in many of the details related to the Supreme Court. Many of those details were originally filled in in the Judiciary Act of 1789. Under the Judiciary Act of 1789, the original size of the Supreme Court was set at six justices, if you can believe that, six justices. Nobody anticipated issues of ties and and things like that. There were also uh, geographical reasons and reasons around the original construction of the lower court, why six was the number. Uh, But that goes beyond the scope of this episode. In 1800, uh, a month before the election of 1800, Justice Oliver Ellsworth resigned from the Supreme Court for health considerations. A month later or so, uh, John Adams, the incumbent president, was defeated by Thomas Jefferson. And during the lame duck session uh, of Congress, that is the session where the new president and the new Congress has not been sworn in and the old president and the old Congress is still serving, Adams and Congress decided they wanted to limit Jefferson's power. So they got a nominee through to replace Ellsworth on the Supreme Court, and they passed the Judiciary Act of 1801, 
which lowered the size of the Supreme Court from six justices to five justices. Their hope was that that would prevent Jefferson from being able to nominate a justice to the court during his first term. However, when Jefferson took office, Jefferson and the new Congress simply repealed the Adams Judiciary Act and restored the Supreme Court back to the original six justices. Since no one had died during the intervening time, the court never actually fell to five justices. In 1863, Abraham Lincoln, wanting another anti-slavery justice on the Supreme Court, worked with Congress to increase the number of justices from nine to ten. In 1869, or excuse me, during Andrew Johnson's administration, Congress wanted to limit Johnson's authority and power, so they lowered the composition of the Supreme Court from ten justices to seven. When Ulysses S. Grant became president, Congress wanted Grant to be able to appoint two new justices, specifically to reverse uh, a ruling from the prior court around currency, and so they raised the limit from seven justices to nine justices. The nine-justice limit has been in place since 1869, but there is no reason why uh, Congress and the current presidents couldn't change the number. During the 1930s, FDR proposed a court-packing plan because of the number of times the Supreme Court had ruled against New Deal legislation. Under FDR's plan, the composition of the court was to increase from nine justices to as many as 15 justices. The plan revolved getting justices 70 or older to resign from the court, and if not, FDR could appoint someone um, additionally. At the time, there were six justices who were 70 or older. That's why the number reached 15. The court then uh, uh, changed, it's called a switch in time to save nine, uh, and ruled in favor of a New Deal legislation. And the uh, Congress, the Senate, I believe the vote was 70 to 20, um, did not accept Roosevelt's court packing plan. But all of this is to say Democrats have historical precedents on their side when they say we want to pack the court. Now, I know this Democratic Party is too weak and pathetic to actually do it, but there's no reason historically or constitutionally why they couldn't, and it certainly wouldn't be a historical anomaly if they did it. So here's what I would do. I would pack the court up to 13 people. And this has to be done um, because uh, Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, and Coney Barrett, if they live a regular lifespan, will serve you know, 30, 35 more years. Alito and Roberts probably could each go another 20 to 30 years. 
there'll be no chance to replace any of these five conservatives for potentially decades. And we can't leave a woman's right to control her own body. Uh, we can't leave people's access to health care, civil rights, all the things we care about, labor rights, up to this court. We just can't do it. So the number has to go up. What I would do, though, is with the plan to pack the court up to 13 justices, I would propose a constitutional amendment. The amendment would do the following things. One, it would set in the Constitution the size of the Supreme Court at 13. This means that moving forward, no Republican or Democrat could increase the size of the Supreme Court. To help take the politics out of it, the amendment would guarantee that every nominee put forth by a president as long as the uh, vacancy was created by uh, no later than August 1st of an election year, the nominee would have to receive a full hearing in the Judiciary Committee, an up or down vote in the committee, and an up or down vote in, uh, on the Senate floor. In other words, there would be no ability for the Senate Majority Leader whichever party that person uh, represents, uh, blocking a president from having an up or down vote and a majority vote as the requirement on the nominee's ability to sit on the Supreme Court. Uh, I set the cutoff date as the end of July because the process we are going through now with Coney Barrett is a sham because you can't go through someone's papers and records and do the kind of background work necessary in a matter of weeks. There does have to be some limitation. The Supreme Court term ends at the end of June, so giving people a month to decide whether or not they want to retire um, seems fair, seems reasonable. And having people know that if they do retire, the president will be able to have an up or down vote on the nominee really does matter. Uh, so I would do those things. I would also abolish life tenure for all federal judges and create an 18-year term for each position. So this means that Every two years, they would because they would be staggered, every two years, uh, a president would be able to replace a justice. During a, a regular four-year term, each president would be able to replace two justices. There wouldn't be the politics. It would just be a question of time. Whoever is in office gets to serve, gets to make the appointments, the people, uh, the nominations, the nominees are guaranteed a fair hearing, um, and everyone knows the score. Everyone knows going into the election that two people, uh, two spots will come up and be replaced. Uh, I would also limit the number of t times someone can be a federal judge to 36 years. People cannot serve forever. When the life tenure positions were created, the life expectancy in this country was about 45 years old. 
uh, obviously things have changed uh, in these 250 some odd years since then. So we have to be realistic. Um, now, if someone goes, changes positions, like let's say a district judge uh, becomes a Supreme Court justice, uh, they would be entitled to the full 18-year term on the Supreme Court as long as they don't over uh, go over the 36-year requirement. Obviously, there will always be political games. The parties will always find loopholes and things to exploit. But the, this general amendment would close a lot of the biggest problems that we face with the Supreme Court and the federal judiciary now and the politicization of both. Thank you for listening to this episode of Jonathan's Verdicts.